Hello, this is Brother Walter Terrell with the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. Thank you so much for joining in today. Today we're going to be looking in the book of Matthew, chapter number 2, and we'll be reading today verse number 1 down through verse number 10. Book of Matthew, chapter number 2, verse number 1 down through verse number 10. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written, by the prophet, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go, and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star, which they saw in the east, went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I saw I'm read for the sake of time today. May God add his blessing to the reading of the word of God here today. You know, when we think of Jesus' birth, a lot of times we think of the lowly stables, the fearful shepherds, Joseph and Mary, and of course, Jesus being laid in a manger. Other times we think of the wise men who were dedicated to finding and worshiping Jesus, this newborn king of the Jews. We often focus on the faith of the shepherds. We often talk about the faith of Mary and Joseph. But a lot of times, friend, you and I, we fail to focus and talk about the faith of these wise men. And yet, as we travel back to the dusty streets of first century Jerusalem, we will see the wise men demonstrate one of the greatest examples of faith and trust. Because you see, these wise men trusted God even when God was silent. And there are some misconceptions about these wise men. I mean, misconceptions such as, there just being three of them. But you know, the Word of God never really indicates how many there actually were. Uh, it only mentions that there were three gifts that were brought. It could have been more than three wise men. It could have been uh, less than three wise men. I mean, we just don't know. But we got in our mind that there were three gifts, therefore three wise men. You know, uh, also we find that um, uh, we oftentimes will picture these wise men worshiping baby Jesus but you know, many Bible scholars believe that the wise men actually met Jesus when he was a little older because the Bible calls him a young child and that it took them approximately two years to get to Jesus when they came to the house where he was, not a stable where he was born. Okay, let me rephrase that. Let me, let me uh, repeat that. Bible scholars believe that the wise men actually met Jesus Christ when he was a little older because the Bible calls him a young child and that it took them two years to get to Jesus where they came to the house where he was and not a stable where he was born. But the greatest misconception of all this can be found in relation to the star that we just read about. It can be found in relation to the star for which they followed. 
and it's probably because the old Christmas carol entitled We Three Kings. Because each verse of that song, that Christmas carol, We Three Kings, just about each verse, ends with them uh, following yonder star. And so we picture them carrying three gifts, riding camels, and following a shining star. But you know, the Bible never supports this image of them following yonder star. As a matter of fact, most of their journey was spent traveling without a star. Think about that. Most of their journey was spent traveling without a star. So it is with the help of the sweet Lord today, I want to bring a thought on the subject. It's probably going to be a short message, but I want to bring a thought on the subject, traveling without the star. Traveling without the star. What happens or what should you do when you cannot see the star in your life? Well, the path of the wise men is one that we sometimes find ourselves on as well. We sense God's direction in our lives and we start out in faith and then all of a sudden, boom, we find ourselves traveling without the star. And sometimes, my friend, you will spend years and years and years traveling without that star. You won't know why. I mean, you don't know why sometimes uh, financial burdens seem to get so heavy. You won't know why sometimes there is so much strife and turmoil in your life, in your church, in your home, in your family, and the list goes on and on and on. Sometimes you won't know why you work so hard to win people to Jesus Christ, only to have them pulled away from the faith that just, just as they begin to grow. And like I said, the list goes on and on and on. So what do you do when you travel without the star? What is it that we, you and I can do when the star is no longer shining in our lives? But let me say this before I move on. It may not be shining now, but there's going to come a day, there's going to come a time when a star will shine again. Just like the old adage, the old song, the old saying goes, I know when a day breaks, the sun will shine again. Well, guess what, friend? There's going to come a time in your life and mind that the star is going to shine again. Amen? So what do you do when you travel without the star? Well, number one, let me say this. Uh, you should press on in silence. Press on in silence. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever prayed or asked God why we are going through a trial? And the answer we get is nothing but silence. It's the sound of silence, so to speak. In times when the star isn't visible, how do we continue our journey? Well, we simply just press on in silence. That's how we do it. In other words, when you and I cannot see the star, number one, we should remain faithful. We should remain faithful. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever driven through heavy fog? I mean, friend of mine, you barely see the road in front of you, let alone the next turn you take. And yet, as you continue driving, the line beside the road becomes a little more visible and a little more visible and a little more visible. And you begin to catch a glimpse of mile markers through that fog. Everything doesn't seem to become clear at once. But you know what you have to do? You have to keep on driving. You have to keep on going. Just as we continue to drive when we're in the middle of that fog, friend of mine, you and I, we should press on for God even when, we do, even when you and I do not even sense his immediate presence. And like these wise men, the wise men, they were without the star for a long period of time, and yet they stayed the course. They stayed faithful. They didn't detour off course. They didn't stop and camp and say, I'm not going to go any further until that star reappears. No, they kept on going and kept on going and kept on going. Amen. And you see, likewise, God isn't always going to reveal himself to you and I immediately. But child of God, we need to stay faithful. We need to remain faithful. We need, we need to uh, uh, keep on stroking and strumming for the glory of God. Amen. 
And when you don't see where to go, stay faithful. When all you know is that God called you, stay faithful. When obstacles seem to get in your way, stay faithful. When burdens, my friend, are weighing you down, stay faithful. When your spirit is feeling very low, stay faithful. Friend of mine, let me say this, uh, when the load is too heavy to carry and the weight of the world is on your shoulders, let me say, dear child of God, just stay faithful, remain faithful, keep pressing on in silence when you cannot see the star, amen? That's what you do, you press on in silence and you remain faithful. Something else you do when you cannot see the star, you press on in silence and you remain following God's word. You remain following the word of God. You see, to answer these wise men's question, King Herod, he asked the chief priests and scribes where Jesus was going to be born. And they responded, in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. Thus it is written by the prophet. You see, the wise men didn't go to Bethlehem because the stars suddenly appeared for them while they were in Jerusalem. They went because they were directed by what was written in the scriptures by the prophet. And dear friend of mine, we won't always have the sense of this divine presence. We may not always see God parting the waters of the Red Sea. We may not always see the manna fall from heaven. We may not always see fire come down from heaven by a simple prayer. But friend, we have something far, far better than the star. We have the inspired, infallible, implacable word of God. Amen. We have the word of God to go on. We have the word of God to guide us every step of the way. Every child of God, even the saints in the Old Testament, did not see these miracles that happened every day. They didn't see fire come down from heaven every day. They didn't see manna fall from heaven every day. They didn't see God part the Red Sea each and every day. But friend of mine, they had to continue on the other days based on the revealed word of God. Amen. They went on what they've already knew. They went on what they already heard. And friend of mine, you and I had the complete word of God today. Amen. They didn't have it, but we sure do. Thank God for the word of God. They did not have the complete word of God, but we do. We may not always know how our current situation will work out. We may not always know even how it will work out. We don't know how long it will take uh, for God to work it out. We don't know how long until God will bless our obedience to his direction. But friend of mine, we do know what we are today. We are to do. We do know what we're supposed to do. We are to commanded to love God. We are commanded to worship God. We are commanded to serve in our local church. We are commanded to love our spouses. We are commanded to raise our children for the glory of God. We are commanded in the scripture, in the Bible, to share the gospel. We are commanded, my friend, uh, to uh, follow the leadership of the Lord. And when the star does not shine, friend of mine, let me say, open up the word of God and it will guide you lead you and guide you and give us guidance to all that we need. Amen. Hot dog and hallelujah there. Well, what do you do when you cannot follow the star? What do you do when you do not see the star? You press on in silence. You press on in silence and remain faithful. You press on in silence and remain following God's word. Amen. I'll tell you something else you do when you cannot see the star and you have to travel without the star. You press on in silence and remember God knows what is best for us. You remember God knows what is best for you and I. Friend, it seems like God is being mean when we don't get what we want sometimes. It seems like God, and I say that reverently, okay? <coughs> I say that, <coughs> excuse me, I say that reverently. It may seem like God is being a mean father when we don't get what we sometimes want. 
It seems like God expects us to serve him with all of our being, and yet he won't give us what we want sometimes. And a friend of mine's like the old saying goes, you don't always get what you want, but thank God I'm glad that the word of God is still true as much today as it was back when David wrote Psalm 37, 4. He said, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Thank God I'm glad, friend of mine, that God knows what is best for you and I. But it's like this. Sometimes God takes away something from us that we want so uh, uh, so much. Uh, uh, God will take it away from us so that the devil cannot grab us with it. So, friend of mine, if we keep on going, even when the star does not shine, we will win. If we keep on going and remain faithful, remain faithful. Remember to stay faithful to the word of God. Remain faithful to God. Remember to follow God's word. And remember, God knows what's best for us. We're going to win. I mean, we're going to win anyway. But friend, God always has something bigger and better planned for you and I. But we must keep on going, even when the star doesn't shine. And in the end, we'll win. Edgar Guest, a American poet, he wrote something. He wrote a poem that goes like this. And the title of it is called, Do Not Quit, or rather, Don't Quit. And he says, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh, when care is pressing down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns, and many a failure turns about when he might have won had he stuck it out. Don't give up. Though the pace seems slow, you must succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup, and he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to that golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out, and the silver tint of the clouds of doubt, and you can never tell how close you are, it may be near when it seems so far. So start, so stick to the fight, my friend, when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. And to that I say amen. Friend of mine, when God seems to be silent, don't you dare quit. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give in. You keep on going for the glory of God. Amen. When God seems to be silent, when a star seems to not be shining, when it seems like, my friend, that, you've, that you're that uh, you uh, traveling without the star, don't you give up. He is not and will not abandon you and I. Not now, not ever. Even when we are in a fog and cannot see the star, he'll still be by our side. It isn't unusual when everything becomes gray and uncertain. We see that pattern throughout Scripture. I mean, friend of mine, you remember when the path grows dim and there's fog in the way, we still have guidance in God's Word. So, hey, friend of mine, the star wasn't hidden from the wise men's view forever. When they saw it shining above Bethlehem, they finally found the king they sought, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine what it must have been like to worship him there? After they saw him, after they found him. Can you imagine what it must have been like, my friend, to fall down before this young child knowing that this is the promised Messiah? Even though the wise man didn't always have the star, they pressed on and pressed forward and God blessed them for it. For it. Think about this. 
What if they'd have given up? What if they'd have quit when the star wasn't shining? Had they given up? Had they gone home when they couldn't see the star? A friend of mine, they would not have seen Jesus. They would not have seen Jesus. And likewise, you and I, we cannot abandon our calling when we don't see the star. If we keep going, friend of mine, we will find all the blessings that God has for you and I. We will find all the blessings that God has in store for us. If we don't give up, if we keep on going, even when the star isn't shining, my friend, when we have to travel without the star sometimes, brother and sister in Christ, let me tell you, keep on going because God will bless our faithfulness. Amen. God will bless our faithfulness. Well, as I close today, let me say this. When you and I find ourselves traveling without the star, we have two choices. Number one, we can trust God even when he seems silent. Number two, we can give up and quit. But in the end, the choice is yours. The choice to follow Christ through dark days is not always easy. There are many days, friend of mine, we may wonder and grapple with doubt. Yet, Even when God hides our star, he offers you and I his grace. Hallelujah. He offers you and I his grace to continue all in faithfulness, to trust his written word, and to believe that he ultimately knows what is best for us. So in time, my friend, the star will reappear, and we will be thankful we are still on the journey and in a place to see that star again. So friend of mine, don't give up. Don't give in. The days may be dark. But some night, this cloud, those clouds are going to roll back. And that star is going to reappear. And it's going to shine brighter than ever before. Don't give up, friend of mine. Keep on going for the glory of God. Traveling without the star. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been Brother Walter Terrell with the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. And I hope and trust that wherever you're listening at right now, you have a great rest of your day or night just on purpose.